Hello, and welcome to Living Life Squirrel, a podcast about living and loving life with ADHD. My name is Robin, and I am your host. I'm a woman who was diagnosed with ADHD at 39 after living most of my adult life not knowing I had the condition. This podcast is meant to dispel the myths about ADHD based on my own experience and what it feels like for me and looks like to my family and friends. I first met Regina when I had my lashes done and we immediately hit it off. I had done my own lashes years earlier for an event and applied false lashes from a drugstore all by myself. At the end of the night, I removed my lashes and in doing so, ripped out half my real lashes. So I was quite nervous about having anything done to my lashes. But Regina put me at ease because not only is she amazing, she is also a professional. I honestly wish I could have my lashes done more frequently just to see this lovely lady. Somehow, during one of our conversations, we got on the topic of ADHD, and Regina shared that her husband had recently been diagnosed. What struck me most was how lovingly she spoke about him and that she wanted to learn more about how his brain works and what she could do to help him realize how amazing he is, not in spite of his ADHD, but also because of it. So Regina, welcome to Living Life Squirrel. Hi, thank you so much. That was so sweet. I really appreciate the kind words. Oh, we are so excited to have you here. I know we've chatted about this for a long time. So why don't we start by having you tell us a bit about yourself? I am married to my husband, Jackson. We have two lovely dogs. We live in um, a basement suite right now because we're building our house, which we will be in in about a month. So that's been a long time coming and we're super excited about that. Um, Yes, I am a esthetician, I guess you could say. And we started our business, my family and I, we started our business about almost three years ago now, which is crazy because I feel like the time went by super quick with the pandemic going on. Um, But I love my job. I'm very career driven. And um, yeah, that's basically a little bit about myself. When you're also at people person. Like every time I come and see you, I just love it because we chat nonstop. Um, even though I'm not supposed to open my eyes or anything, I just feel so comfortable in your presence. So thank you. I know you're super busy and you're also a newlywed, um, but you had been with your husband Jackson for a long time before getting married. And one thing those of us with ADHD are really good at is dating because we put all of our efforts into being charming and funny and making every day an adventure. So what was it like dating Jackson? Oh my gosh, that's so funny because that that's totally what it was when we first started dating. He was, you know, he's always lovely, but he was, you know, he really courted me and I was very impressed by him. Even from our very first date, I was, I'm a very affectionate person and he right away, I felt very comfortable with him and he put his arm around me. And I don't know, for some reason, it just felt like, like home when we first started dating. And it was, it was definitely, I'd say different when we first started dating, but honestly, it's, it's not like it's, it's bad now. It's, it was just different for sure. In that way, I I would agree. Do you feel those were the main traits that made you really fall in love with him? Just his, his vibrancy and his energy and his ability to make you feel comfortable. Oh, definitely. And honestly, he is still like one of the most polite 
people I've ever met. I was really impressed by that when I met him. He has amazing people skills. I was really impressed by that because it's not often when um, I guess a young man is that polite, I would say. So I loved that about him. I know I can definitely see both of you holding court in like a party because you're both um, people, people um, and enjoy chatting, getting to know others. So I think that's fantastic that you found each other. I wanted to ask you about chores because I know I used to drive my husband nuts with chores when I was untreated and I probably still do just to a lesser extent because he'd have to take on more housework because it would bother him that I just simply not see things that needed to be done or I'd forget laundry was in the washing machine for like days. So did you live together before getting married and how did you find the division of chores? Yes, you know, Jackson and I, we moved in together about one year at around our one year of dating anniversary. It was just a situation where my sister uh, was going to be going off to school and I would be left without a roommate and he wanted to get out of his uh, parents house at that point. So it kind of just made sense for us to move in at that point. But I would say, um, yeah, those were those were definitely things that we uh, struggled with at the beginning of our relationship. And, you know, now I've just learned that I'm just better at those things. And Jackson, in a lot of ways, takes on things that I'm not good at. So we've kind of, at this point in our marriage, found this groove where, you know what, I'm obviously the better cleaner. And I've even just recently told him that if I need something, I will then come and ask him and maybe give him like an option of something he can help me with. But I just can't, it's too much effort and it's too much fighting to expect him to do things. Like it's just, it's just not really realistic. And I have to respect that that's not something that he's maybe in much control of. So in order for us to not be like me fighting about or me upset all the time, it's just like, if I need help, I'm just going to ask him for help. Like I'm just, I can't expect him to just pick up things and go do it. And that's okay. I'm okay with it. I love that you phrased it that way, because I know Dan and I will go grocery shopping together, but he'll put everything away because he has a very certain way of putting things together. That makes sense. Whereas I'll sort of randomly throw things into the pantry. And so it's not that I, I don't want to contribute. I just don't do it in a way that makes sense for everyone else. And so it causes more chaos for everyone if I'm helping with that. Um, but I know Dan will ask me for help if he needs it. Like you know, taking things out of the car and bringing it into the kitchen that I can help with, but then it's hands off with putting things away. Well, um, you know what? I was even just thinking like, for me, like sometimes I even feel like I'm the psycho because I want things done a such a specific way. And I even feel bad sometimes because Jackson will put things away and I never want him to feel like I'm redoing it because he messed up. I'm just like that strange <laughs> to want things a certain way. Like I'm the person that wants to take things out and put it into a container with like a label on it because I love I feel so good in an organized environment where Jackson couldn't really he doesn't really care very much about that which is totally fine but sometimes I feel bad because I'm like oh I just don't want him to feel like bad that I'm like this (laughs) in a way you know what I mean I do. And I think that's also very much your work environment. You have to be organized um, because if you're not, 
it's going to be stressful every single day. So just having to have that environment at home as well makes sense. Yeah, totally. Um, I wanted to ask about wedding planning. Um, you had wedding planning during COVID, so definitely a different experience. But what was wedding planning like for you? And was Jackson involved in determining the nuances between what type of food you'd have and music and that sort of thing? Or did you feel that you had to do all of it? Well, you know what, with the wedding planning, that is something that also was like, if I need your help, I'll ask type of thing, because it, it it's almost just easier, like if I just do it. But at the same time, I did not enjoy wedding planning myself. And I am a huge planner. But for some reason, like wedding planning was not something that I was super excited about. It just was just like, oh my God, I would so much rather get a house than do this. <laughs> like I would want it to be married, but I was just like, this is crazy. Like I'm so, I feel like I'm such a practical person that it was just like, ugh, you know? That's awesome. You know, we, we went to Jamaica to get married, but I was still sending my bridesmaids emails at two o'clock in the morning because I was just, it was just too much. It was overwhelming trying to plan, even though it was a destination wedding. So yeah. yeah. We yeah. Had lo- I felt like I had lots of time to, to kind of pick away at things. And I'm definitely the type of person to be like, if I have it on my mind, I'm just going to get it done. So that's what I did. And you know, we had some savings. So like putting deposits down, we could do that at the time. So it wasn't like we had to put the whole bill down. So it was kind of like easy for me to just kind of get little things like that down. But my God, doing it through COVID and having to like, we couldn't get any of our deposits back, which was kind of unfortunate. Um, So kind of pulling out of things was stressful, but the planning itself was really like, I don't know, just kind of just got it done as I could, you know? On this last year, last two years has definitely helped all of us learn how to pivot a little bit better. And your wedding pictures are fantastic. Um, I love scrolling through your Instagram and just seeing them. So thank you so much. That's so sweet. Um, I mentioned how good those of us with ADHD are at dating. And one of the biggest shocks to many people with a partner with ADHD is the transition from courtship to marriage because the ADHD person hyper-focuses on their partner in the early stages and really makes them feel like they're the center of their world. And then you're going into planning a wedding and the excitement of that. But then once you're married, that hyper-focus stops and it's really easy for the non-ADHD partner to feel like they've done something wrong. So did things change for you after marriage? And did you worry that Jackson wasn't as invested in your marriage as you were? You know what? It's interesting because it feels like we went through stages of this throughout the relationship. Like when we moved in together, it felt like there was a shift and then it felt like there was a shift a couple years later and then another one after we were married. So I would say, yeah, like there was definitely times where I felt like that, but I didn't quite understand the reason for it earlier on in our relationship. So now that I understand better at this point, it's like, it doesn't feel as scary, if that makes sense. It completely does. Like, I know I, if I'm interested in a project, I can invest all of my time into that project or that hobby, but you know, I am missing out on that family time and not really recognizing how my focus on a hobby or an interest 
interest is impacting everyone else around me. So I think the inattentiveness of Jackson is not intentional and he might have really good intentions of spending more time with you when, when he's asked, but he might forget. And so scheduling time that he needs to give you undivided attention to connect is really important. It may seem odd, like it's an item on a to-do list, but that's exactly what it is. And do you and Jackson have to do this schedule undivided Regina Jackson time? Um, so, you know, he's been really amazing because I, this is not, this is not natural to him to be scheduled like I am. And he's been quite accommodating for me because he, uh, always tells me, or he tries to the best of his ability to remember because it's not in his nature to do this to tell me hey I have this going on in the week I have this going on in the week and then him and I kind of talk and be like okay well can we hang out maybe this night even though we see each other every night before we go to sleep I am a hundred percent like quality time is my number one love language and he his is physical touch so that's not like really his thing but he's been very accommodating for me to make sure that I feel special and like sometimes it feels like he falls off a little bit and kind of gets carried away in some ways but as long as I kind of remind him to come back a little bit and it makes me feel loved to spend time together whatever etc um he he definitely makes a really good effort and before like in the beginning of our relationship that was really difficult for him and it was so funny because I couldn't understand how he didn't understand that I needed that and this is what you must do in a relationship in order to keep it strong and this and that but before he was kind of able to organize his thoughts and what he wanted to do. It was a little bit difficult for, for sure for a while. Yeah. I, I can appreciate that because I think too, sometimes it's hard to recognize that somebody wants to spend that time with you and that's, Oh yeah. You know, and it's, it's just interesting. Um, yeah. I love that you, you do schedule that time or that you did identify that you do need that time together. I know Jackson was recently diagnosed with ADHD, but what did you know about it before his diagnosis? You know, I wasn't super educated about ADHD. Even like in school, it's like you would kind of hear the word around, but like, I would say it wouldn't be like necessarily a positive thing, but it wouldn't be like a hundred percent a negative thing either. It was just something you heard. Um, But I remember specifically when Jackson and I first started dating, he would say certain things when he would be like super uh, forgetful or he would always be losing his keys as well, et cetera, whatever. And he would say, you know, I always felt like I was the undiagnosed ADHD kid. And he would kind of laugh it off as if it was kind of like a joke. And he would say it a little bit. And I looked it up when he said it one time and I was just like, babe, I think that you actually do have ADHD. I think this sounds like a lot like what's going on. I was like, maybe you should, you know, go check it out or, and it took a while for him to actually go check it out. I think, um, yeah, I think there was a lot of insecurity for him around it for a little bit, which may be understandable because I I mean, I don't think anyone can relate until they have ADHD, what that feels like. And I don't think it should be a negative thing, but I think sometimes it feels like a negative thing when we're not educated about it. Right. 
Yeah, for sure. And thank you for saying that because I think that's what sort of drove me to speak out was because I'm not the person who you would typically think of as having ADHD because I'm internally hyper. I'm not a little boy bouncing around a classroom and I never was that kid. I was just always having random thoughts popping into my head and just having challenges, you know, keeping myself organized. And then I would compensate by being overly organized and overly controlling and rigid in different areas. And so um, I think it's so important to just recognize how ADHD can present in different ways. Um, I know when we spoke about your being on the podcast, you said you wanted to talk about what it was like to love someone with ADHD and how it can be so hard sometimes because you have to be careful about how you phrase things. Do you feel like you have to walk on eggshells sometimes because you don't know if what you will say will cause Jackson to feel rejected? Uh, yes, definitely. Because, you know, I also, my best friend has ADHD as well. And there's times where it's like, I would never, ever want to say anything that would make it come across in a negative light because it's not. And like, man, there's so many things that Jackson and my best friend, they're so amazing at and that I could not do that well or that focused because like, I just don't have that thing. Right. And I think it's too often put into negative context, but so I would never want to say like, oh, do you think maybe it has anything to, because we're kind of still learning about it as we go on. And I never want to say anything that would make it be like, it's, oh, is it because of your condition? Because that's not what it is. You know what I mean? It's just like, it's tough because you want to use proper terms that are going to make them not feel excluded or put into this box, you know? For sure. And like, you can't, you can't explain everything away with a label for conditions. Sometimes it's just a trait someone has as opposed to a condition. But I do know that people with ADHD cope with this huge elephant in the room in two main ways. They may become people pleasers at the expense of their own desires and needs, or they just stop trying altogether because nothing they do ever feels good enough. Um, and they might be bright, capable people, but they avoid any activities that are anxiety provoking and end up just giving up on things like applying for jobs or speaking up in public because they don't want to fail. So when you speak about Jackson, you do so with so much love. And do you feel he is a people pleaser and that he looks to please people at the expense of what he actually wants to do? Yes, definitely. And it's kind of something we're working on a little bit. And, and another thing is that I feel like he, I look at him and I think he's amazing and I love him so much. And he looks at himself like he's like not good enough. And it, it, oh, it hurts me because I love him so much. And I just see such an amazing guy that, but I think it troubles him because he puts six, he, the, the, the way he looks at success is so skewed right now that I wish he could see himself the way that I do. And that like, he doesn't have to be like this focused entrepreneur businessman to be good enough, you know, like you can be amazing at what you're amazing at. And that's enough. Like that's more than enough, you know? 
So it's, it's hard for me to hear when he, he doesn't have like the greatest self-esteem, I guess, in that regard, but I can totally appreciate that. And a lot of that I think has to do with the fact that you hear as a kid that you're not applying yourself or you could do great things if you just did this. And sometimes you can't just do the thing that somebody is asking of you in order to be the successful person that you feel that you can be. And I think when you're diagnosed later in life, you feel so much regret for your younger self because you didn't know and you wish that you would have known so that you could have done things differently. And I know for myself, I look at my post-secondary and just how much time I spent floundering around because I didn't do well in lectures. And it wasn't until I did online learning that I really hit my groove. And so I think that can be such a challenge because you feel like you're constantly trying to catch up to where everyone else is, you know, in, in their lives and being successful. And I know you're very high achieving. And so you feel Jackson sets really high standards for himself, but what is it that you're most proud of, um, of who he is as a person? Oh man, he's, there's just so many things. That's such a complex question. You know, it's just like, what do you love most about Dan? Right. It's like, there's so many things. It's like, he's, from everything he's ever gone through and all the things that he feels about himself, he is still so loving towards me, which is he um, he's a very giving person for sure. And I think that's just wonderful. And the, you know what the fact, the fact that we, we can sit and do nothing about maybe things that we're insecure about or things that we're going through and we can just wallow in that for a while like everyone has their own insecurities and everyone has their own self-development to go through the thing that really wows me about Jackson that he is he has a great sense of um self-awareness and he can recognize that when he's maybe at fault or when there's something he can work on where I find sometimes and like no offense to men at all but like sometimes in a young guy it's that's it's really difficult to come by and so it's difficult to come by even a man that will be so open to therapy like we're in couples therapy together it's been amazing for our relationship and he puts in 110% every time. So I will say he's, he's truly really an amazing guy. That is a wonderful answer. And I'm so sorry for putting you on the spot because it is true. Like, what do you love about your spouse? And you just, you love them because of who they are. And it's hard to sort of pull out traits of what that means. Oh, he's asked me that question too. He's like, why do you love me? And I'm like, oh my gosh, I think that you're the most amazing person. Like, it's almost like a poor reflection of myself of like, did I pick such a horrible person you know it's like no I pick I I'm with you for a reason it's because I love you for you and it's like I said it's sometimes it's hard because he doesn't quite see that yet but he will for sure how do you feel you best compliment each other I definitely think at the opposites thing the opposites attract thing I think in a lot of ways Jackson and I are very opposite like like I'm very organized. He does not really like a schedule, but I mean, we all need schedules, but he doesn't, that's not his nature, right. To go towards a schedule. But, um, I believe 
when I am kind of getting uptight about me being organized and having things a certain way, like he definitely balances me out and it's happened several times. Like if I can recall a very recent time is when our young, our dog Bambi, he's, he's only two and he recently got very ill and it, it really scared me. And um, I was like freaking out and Jackson was so amazing. He was totally calming and very much there for me and he he did not freak out thank god if we were both freaking out I don't even know like I don't even but he was amazing and totally calmed me down I really needed him and he totally was there for me so I love that you mentioned that because that's definitely a trait of ADHD is that ability to be calm in a crisis when everyone else is panicking around you and so I love that you gave that as an example because it is something that's sort of overlooked because you're so good at that honestly I don't even know how I wish I'm like how do you do that (laughs) but you were probably the one who was organizing the vet visits and everything else because once a crisis was over Jackson could step back and let you sort of take charge of the logical practical things that needed to be done yeah Yep, definitely, for sure. And you know what, that was something that was never like a big bother for me to take on those tasks. Because if I'm being honest, maybe even if I had a partner that was good at it, I would still want to do it because it's almost like an OCD thing within me. Like if I see that it's done, it's done, it's good to go, I can check it off my mind, and then it's gone, right? So I was always kind of okay with doing those kinds of things, luckily. So I have a question regarding um, helping each other. And I know my husband tends to want to help me with things and a challenge with being married to somebody with ADHD is overhelping where the non-ADHD partner is doing too many things. And the person with ADHD sort of lets them like doing taxes and doing all the boring things that those of us with ADHD just really don't like to do. And so those with ADHD often seek out a partner with the natural skills to do organization and pay attention to details, but it can also really create dependency. Like I have no idea how to do my taxes. Um, and I've now learned that I don't have to necessarily know how to, but I will sit with Dan while he's doing the taxes just so that he's not doing it all by himself because it can create resentment for both of you because one partner is feeling like they can't do anything. And the other one is feeling burdened by having to do everything. So do you feel that this happens in your relationship or are you working towards finding more balance? You know what? It's one of those things again, where I just feel like I've always been comfortable doing those things. And uh, I didn't like, there was a time I feel, I feel like in the beginning of our relationship where um, other things were happening and it felt like there was like a snowballing effect. And if I could maybe pick at things that could be like, you do this, you're doing this and you're not helping me with this and that and whatever else, you know what I mean? It's just like, I'm just doing everything around here. And, uh, and it's, feeling exhausted probably. One of those things that maybe I would add as the cherry on top, but if I'm being honest, I am a boss at organizing our life and I like doing it. Like it is okay for me that I take care of our bills and this and that. Cause it's one of those things. Again, if I know it, if I see that it's done, it's done. And I can check it off my list in my brain because I don't know, like it's something that I feel like I need to do for some odd reason. So I don't know. I'm totally fine with it. And I, I almost have been pretty much since the beginning as well. 
It's like, I don't mind doing this and this and this for you and for us and our family, but as long as I'm getting this in return, and that's just like something we work on, of course. That's awesome. I know as the female partner with ADHD, the expectations for me tended to be, you know, keeping the kids organized and birthday parties and that sort of thing. And it just wasn't my natural skill. So it's just, it's so much easier when you have a great balance and you can share what you're struggling with and where your strengths are and just naturally gravitate towards doing those as opposed to having the male, female, or, you know, different societal expectations for that division of what needs to be done. Um, I have a question about arguments and you said that Jackson is really good at talking and that he's able to be open and sort of express how he's feeling. But I know I become really flooded in arguments and I can't really identify what's bugging me. So I tend to write things down. And do you think Jackson does that? Or do you think that he's able to identify and sort of explain how he's feeling without having to take pen to paper and sort of sketch it out? You know, now that you say that, I feel like that would be something that would be great to implement in our relationship because we were just talking about this, even in therapy, that he feels sometimes when we're in an argument, I am quick. I am, he, he just says that I just, I don't even have to think. And I just say what's on my mind. It comes so quick. And he says that he gets like almost drowned in thought and almost starts to dissociate. Right. So we were just talking about that in therapy, that it's something that does bother him because he feels like he just can't keep up when stuff like that happens. Cause I just think it's like a, it's overload, like maybe a sensory overload. Right. So maybe that would be something good for us to implement is for him to write things down that's bothering him so that it's not so overwhelming in that moment. And I definitely don't feel that it's one partner flooding the other. It's just the, the reaction because he's trying to tease out what's bugging him from all the other random thoughts coming in his brain. And it's just like, I can't, you can't separate the thoughts because the thoughts are always there, whether it's a grocery list or, you know, a TV show that you want to watch later on or that sort of thing. And you're trying to be present in the moment, but you can't help but have these thoughts still coming. And it's really hard for the non-ADHD partner to understand why the partner with ADHD can't just focus on the situation at hand. And so, yeah, I do. I do like having my pen to paper and sort of sketching out what it is that I'm feeling. Otherwise it's really hard to tease out what it is exactly. So, um, I have a question regarding the advice you would give to a spouse of someone with ADHD who may have recently been diagnosed and is just sort of learning about what this means for your relationship. I think it means, um, like, well, what I would say is be prepared to, if you are the type that's super organized and like, likes things a certain way, like just be prepared. Like you're going to have to give a little too. And that's not a bad thing. You know, it actually taught me a lot to relax a little bit. So I, I wouldn't look at it as such a negative thing, like really learn what you can and can't live with it. Like, it's like, is, am I really, is this the hill to die on? Right? Like you don't, things don't matter as much as you think. And talking things out and compromising, I hate to even say that word of compromising, but kind of compromising what you can and can't live without is, really important and um, be patient with them because, you know, 
as much as certain things can be really frustrating for you, like just imagine what they think in their head and the thoughts that go on in their head. It's not easy, right? So I think um, we could all have some more compassion over it too, right? Because I kind of think um, when Jackson tells me what he's feeling sometimes when certain things are just very overwhelming in his head, I relate it a lot to when I feel intense anxiety. And when I feel intense anxiety, it's awful. So no one would want to feel that way. So maybe just um, really try and understand and ask how they're feeling and try and work with them on it a little bit. And you'll grow as a person as well, which is a plus, obviously. Thank you. That sort of made me tear up a bit just because it is easy to sort of feel like you're failing and just having a partner who understands that you're trying to do your best and your best might not always be their best. Um, I still have a tendency to do half the dishes and that sort of thing, but um, I'm getting better, I hope, every day. But thank you for saying that. And I know it is hard to be married to someone with ADHD, and I speak from experience, um, just knowing the additional stress that I do cause in our relationship but it can also be pretty amazing. So what would you want Jackson to know about the traits of his ADHD that you love the most about him? It's funny. Cause like when I think about his traits of ADHD, it's like, I don't even really think that I try and like, not even look at him as like someone with ADHD. He's just like his funny, quirky, Honestly, he has a beautiful soul. I, I just, I love him so much. And I hope one day that it'll be easier for him to see, um, to see how amazing he is and that he can really embrace his qualities and not be reaching and trying to be something else because, you know, we're always our best selves when we're being ourselves, right? When we're trying to be somebody else, there's no way we could ever master that. We're always, it's always better to be you and to really accept that. There's honestly so many things I think anyone can relate to that, that they wish were different, but you know what, these are the cards we're dealt. This is what we have to work with and that's okay. And I think, I think everyone could use a little bit of self-love and self-compassion these days. I love that. The world would be so boring if we were all the same people. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. We need every type out there. Like we need everyone. So yes, absolutely. And as a not so shameless plug, um, how can people get a hold of you so that they can come see you and feel just as beautiful as I do every time I come see you? Oh, oh, that's so sweet. Um, well, we are called The Lab Studio. We are based in Edmonton, Alberta, and we specialize in eyelashes and brows and beauty services. And if you, anyone's interested, you can give us a call at 780-777-2792. And you can also follow us on our Instagram page, which is at The Lab Studio Yeg. Thank you so much, Regina. I know listeners of Living Life Squirrel will really benefit from having you on and from speaking so openly and so lovingly about your husband. And I can't wait till the next time I come see you in real life. Until next time, this is Robin and this is Living Life Squirrel, a podcast about how ADHD is more than a list of symptoms. 
If you have an idea, question, or comment, please write to me at livinglifesquirrel at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.